pretty excited uh, for the next six weeks or so. We're, we're looking at a series. Um, is, it, is it bad to be mad? And uh, it's one of these things that uh, we're just uh, really excited to take on. I in particular with Bill and Pat. Uh, these guys have spent years and years uh, really dealing with uh, the results of anger and kind of helping us uh, work through this whole process of anger. And so when you think about that, that Cosby clip, you know, and you, and you even think about uh, fathers. Sometimes they make us angry. Uh, sometimes they make us sad. Sometimes they give us incredible joy. And we have all these emotions involved. And so the, really the question is, is like, what, what really makes you uh, angry? What makes you angry? And you'll see that there's like uh, several things that frustrate us. Maybe it's broken expectations. Maybe it's blocked goals. Uh, maybe it's other people's sin. Maybe it's demonic. We're going to look at all these things over the next uh, upcoming weeks. But we're just really walking through the book of Ephesians. We're looking at the life of Paul. We're focusing on Ephesians. And if you have your Bibles, we're in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, and basically we've seen through the story of the book of Ephesians how Paul just really laid out the incredible gifts that we have to be children of God. The incredible gifts we have to... Uh, to be as kids, what it is all about to be our identity, how we're saved by grace. And, and then he kind of shifts gears after the first three chapters and starts saying, okay, therefore now, because of who you are, live this out in a certain way. And uh, last week, Bill just looked at this whole prospect and this whole picture of how we can live out uh, the incredible truth of who we are in Christ. Uh, more as we renew our mind, what actually happens as uh, God lives through us. So if you have your Bibles, flip to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 26, really. Uh, it's another therefore in verse 25. You know, because of all these things, now let's make it practical. Because of what's happened in your identity, because of what Christ has done for you, because Christ lives in you, let's make it practical. And it's so funny how he starts. Here's a practical thing for all of us. Be angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Father, we come to you this morning and just pray for your wisdom. Uh, we pray for your discernment. And God, I just pray that we would stop from all the, the busyness of the week and, and that you would bring to mind uh, practical things, uh, real things that we're dealing with. Every single one of us in here deals with pain and frustration and hurt and uh, agony. And uh, we live with uh, things not turning out the way we wanted. We live with uh, dealing with other people's sins. We live in a fallen world uh, with uh, evil forces around us. And, and yet, Father, we want to hear from you. We want to know how we're to live as your people. And, Father, I just pray for wisdom today that you would just uh, really remove Pat and I from the equation and that you would just speak to each person's heart by the power of your spirit. And may you just be honored and glorified through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. And, uh, and so we're really kind of moving to this practical thing. And Pat has spent, um, you know, I hate to say decades, but it has been decades uh, dealing with this. He's actually kind of trying to work through some anger at me today. <laughs> Not really. Not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe he will. Uh, and so, really, the first question I think, as we kind of dig into our scriptures here, is uh, is this whole process of saying, "Be angry and don't sin." And so, really, Pat, from your perspective, and as you've experienced this and shared this with people, is anger 
sin. Well, and that's, that's one of the things that uh, I hope people catch as we're moving along here, because if you back up, you know, we, we come up here and we preach in sections, but the whole letter is connected. It flows. And as Steve said, we've been looking at uh, Paul's uh, reminder to the Ephesians and us that uh, we're a new creation. Much has happened to us. We have, uh, we have everything that we need for this life, but we have to know how to use it. And as Bill mentioned last week, there was this description of the old self and how reasoning with our own understanding, becoming our own authority, uh, we would operate out of what we thought was best. But then there, he transitioned here and says uh, that we're to put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. And as Steve mentioned, there's then a therefore. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And then Paul jumps right into, he says, okay, now that you know who you are, this is how we respond. This is how we live. This is how we act. This is how we deal with things in life. And the first thing he jumps to is be angry. And so we have to look at that and say, now, wait a minute. I thought anger is sin. No, anger is not sin. Anger is a normal, God-given emotion, just like the rest of them. And anger is an alert to let us know we have, in one way or another, from our perspective or in reality, we have been offended. We've been hurt. We've been wounded in some way or another. So anger is that alert. It's kind of like the oil light on the dashboard of your car. When that thing goes on, it doesn't mean hurry up and get to where you're going. Uh, I know there's at least one person in this room who thought that's what it meant. <laughs> but is it helpful to kind of look at that occasionally to just see when your oil? See when it? Yeah. See. It, so we, you know, it's given to us for a reason, and we're supposed to stop and check it out. Otherwise, if we proceed, we're going to do serious damage. And that's what, this is t- that's what this alert is. It's, a, it, it's letting us know, hey, stop before you proceed. Because remember in James, it says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's why he says, be angry, yet do not sin. So, so often, though, when we, see, we think of anger, we just think of kind of, I lost it kind of anger, like uh, Cosby illustrated a little bit with our, our children, and we do that with a lot of different uh, situations. And, and I think we have this picture that, that it's like this sense of, uh, I've kind of reached the end and now I explode. And that's really the only time I'm angry. So most of us would sit here in the morning and we would say, you know, I'm not angry. Uh, some days we would, but other days we think, you know, I'm not really angry. Uh, I feel okay. I'm not really, really angry. And it comes out in all different pictures and all different sides and all different ways. But I guess the question really is, is like, 
So if that's the case, if, we're, if anger, you know, is not sin, is there like different degrees of anger that we, that we maybe have, or different levels of anger, or different words that we would typically associate with anger? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different uh, degrees. There's a lot of different, you know, if you had a, a uh, gauge that went from zero to ten, you know, some offenses are worth a two, some offenses are worth a six, and, and your, your emotion is going to uh, alert you as such. And keep in mind, the alert is to pause and to get us to go to Christ, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but... Uh, you can't just blow through these things, you know, whenever, you know, if you're frustrated. You know, we use different terms like uh, being frustrated, disappointed, offended, hurt, outraged, livid, mad. We use all these different terms, but it's not, oh, I'm not mad, I'm just frustrated. No, you're angry. You're, you're angry. Uh, I was frustrated this morning when I got up here and my coat, my jacket was all wrinkled, and I was frustrated, and I, you know, was that wrong? Well, I stuffed it in the, the saddlebag of my bike to get up here, so it, it's like, <laughs> but, uh, but the point is, when, when the alarm goes off, a simple way to look at it, anger is to your soul what pain is to your body. I don't like pain, but I'm glad I have it. If my appendix ruptures, <clears throat> I want to know it, okay? Uh, if I twist my ankle, pain alerts me that there's a problem. It'll, it'll uh, keep me off of it so that it can heal. But, but anger is the same thing to your soul. It's letting you know you've been hurt. And, and the various degrees will, will let you know, uh, you know, how great the hurt is, how severe the hurt is. Keep in mind, it's not always accurate. And that's what we have to really, that's why we have to stop and examine this before the Lord, because our, our, our ang- we may be angry at something that isn't, is not a valid reason to be angry. We could be we could have a wrong expectation of somebody. We, we may want them to act a certain way and they're acting a different way, but the way they're acting isn't sin. Uh, they're just not doing what we want them to do. And so we have, to, we have to keep in mind that anger is not an automatic movement toward what we do with it. And we're going to talk about that briefly today, but in detail in the next couple of weeks. So I want to encourage you to make sure you're here. But uh, but anger is the alert to have us check with God, and if it's valid, we go one way. If it's invalid, we go another. Uh, so, you know, so there's, there's the varying degrees, and there's the various things that, that set us off. So anger, just being an emotion, just kind of something to kind of get us to stop and realize there's something frustrating me. There's something wrong. There's, there's an alert here that I need to be aware of. There's something that I should... Uh, pay attention to it, and maybe it's a good time to kind of ask, uh, and I know you've asked this a lot, is like, you know, just kind of, why am I so frustrated or angry, or why does this bother me? And, and there's another word, though, and we've kind of titled this, is it bad to be mad this next six weeks, because I think it kind of captures it, but there's this other degree uh, of really this word that's like, that we picture of, of just mad, and, and uh, uh, how would you describe kind of the difference between anger and 
Well, Matt is kind of at the top of the scale, and um, you know the the biblical term is rage, uh, where all of a sudden anger is the motivator. Anger is uh, now controlling us to the point where we're acting inconsistent with uh, who we are as a person, certainly who we are as Christ. Remember, we're told in Second in Corinthians that we're ambassadors of Christ. And he came as a, as a minister of reconciliation, and now we're sent out to be ministers of reconciliation. And what happens is, uh, you know, back in the old days, you know, they didn't necessarily use that term mad. Um, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with the, oh, gosh, what's that story where the Mad Hatter's in there? What's that, what's that movie? Alice in Wonderland. It's been decades. Uh, but... Uh, remember what, why he was mad. You know, he was out of his head. Remember Hatters back in the day uh, had, had kind of a reputation. They were notorious for going crazy because they used mercury to treat the, the, to tan the hides and it would, it would begin to uh, mess with their brains. And they would say that they were mad. In other words, out of their head. They would be acting inconsistent with what's normal. Uh, and, and so that term kind of moved over. When people were angry and they would explode, they would ex- you know, come out in some sort of a rage and, and do things that were not consistent with, with them on a, on a normal basis or certainly not consistent with uh, humanity, uh, people would say they're mad. Uh, and that's, but again, the biblical term is rage. That's where you hit. That's where you kind of hit the ten, or maybe blow past the ten, and all of a sudden, the stuff that's coming out of your mouth, and the you know the the actions, the aggression, the release of adrenaline in the wrong direction. Uh, that's that's that. Is, so our our title is it bad to be mad? Yes. Is it bad to be angry? No. And that's what we have to uh, keep in mind. And that's, I think, the critical thing for us to kind of to learn because so often we try and stuff uh, the anger and we try and just kind of bury it because we think it's wrong and we think we should never be frustrated. I tell you what, you don't have to look very far around our world to see a lot of things that make you angry. And, and God is angry at sin. And there is a lot of things that make us angry. And that's okay. That's normal. But there's this whole other picture when we move into this, this rage and it starts to control us. I know you mentioned like a 10 or, and you guys have kind of used like an emotional tank of 1 to 10 and you kind of get a, a picture of 5 being normal. And so when you start just burying things, all of a sudden your emotions start ramping up and pretty soon your tank is like a 9 or 10. It's just the smallest thing that can set you off and you, you don't really know what that is. And we'll talk about that as we go. But the thing that I was really looking at in our scripture here is be angry and don't sin. Be angry, so it's Paul saying, hey, be angry. It's okay to be angry at sin. It's okay to recognize sin as sin. It's okay to, to heed those emotions that, that, that just kind of warn you that something's wrong, that something's not quite right, that something out of the ordinary. But do not sin. So when... Does my anger turn 
too soon. When does all of a sudden uh, the sun go down? Well, sometimes uh, people read that scripture and they, they think I have a right to be angry. I, I've got till nine when the sun goes down. Yeah. Sun, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's really not what it's saying there. This is kind of a Greek euphemism. Uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, those two words there are actually two different words on, for anger. But it's a building thing to where... Uh, what you do, you know, if you don't resolve the issue of anger while it's present, it's going to turn into something else. It's going to be built on. Have you ever done that where somebody's offended you and you sat there and you thought about it and you thought about it, you looked at it from this angle and this angle and this angle and this angle, and then you brought in some assumptions and everything else. Pretty soon what was a two is now an eight. Uh, and the person who did that really has no longer the right to live. Uh, and, and you've got justification for it. And, and so what this is saying is it's kind of a Greek euphemism for, you know, while the sun's up, it's light. You know, while your anger's present, forgive. And that's the antidote to anger. That's the answer to anger. If it's a valid anger, we move toward forgiveness. And I want to, I want to back up because you know this. This just really, I, I, like Steve said. I bet I've talked on this topic to various people, or I've taught it, or I've preached it. Uh, if you would run it all together, I bet I've I've talked about this twice a day for the last twenty years uh, because this is something every Christian deals with. Every person deals with it. I guarantee you, if you're awake for a day, you're going to experience anger at some point in it, because we're living in a fallen world where you can't escape it. Somebody's doing something that's impacting your life negatively, and you cannot avoid it. You cannot escape it, so you've got to deal with it, and that's why I I just find it so interesting. It's here. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Remember, Paul talks about, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are now new. What does he go into right next to that? Reconciliation. He talks about Jesus came to reconcile the world to himself. And, and how, now we're now ambassadors of Christ. In other words, we're here to do what Jesus did. We're here to do what he is we're we're now ambassadors of his message well what did he come to do well he came to reconcile the world to himself through forgiveness the only way that could happen was by taking that veil of sin out of the way in order that man and God could be reconciled. So you, you would look at it and say, yes, he came to show us what a real man looked like. Yes, he came to, show, to reveal God to us. Uh, but his purpose in coming was forgiveness, to forgive the sin of the world. Now, he says, we're his ambassadors So what message do you think he's going to have us bring? On a daily basis, the message of forgiveness. 
over and over and over again because that's who we are. That's why right on the heels of telling us we're a new creation, both in 2 Corinthians here and elsewhere in Colossians, right on the heels of reminding us who we are, the very first thing is forgiveness. The very first thing. Because that's our message. That's who we are. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you, when you look at, uh, you know, the, the, the point, the moving forward, you know, as Steve mentioned, you know, if you don't deal with things right away, they don't go away, they don't wear off, they don't, you, you don't stay angry over certain things because you're not thinking about them. Have you ever noticed your emotions go with where your mind is? Uh, you know, but what's going to happen is, you know, you'll get distracted and you won't be angry over here. But you know what? That anger doesn't go away. It settles. It settles as unforgiveness. And now if that scale of zero to ten is there, now you're piling stuff up there and piling and piling and piling until pretty soon your zero isn't a zero. Your zero is a six. Now something happens that's worth a four. Well, you don't have four points left, and now you're just easily angered, and, and you just fly off the handle, and, and you know, uh, something that's worth a two is now uh, eight. You know, you're just, uh, and maybe you've met people like that where just the littlest things just cause them to explode. Well, that's because they've never dealt with forgiveness God's way. And that's what we're going to look at in the next couple of weeks is how do you do forgiveness God's way? Keep coming back, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, picture, the picture that I have of it is like an example I've heard before that really, 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 literally stuck with me is like if you uh, go to sleep in wet concrete, uh, it will harden in the morning. And, uh, and it's kind of a picture that, that just, it's now, uh, you're, you're stuck in it. And that's so often what happens if we don't deal with, uh, with these issues. And so there is that, that picture of, of learning to forgive. And, and I think so often in our lives, there's, there's sin, there's uh, demonic forces, there's also all, all kinds of people around us um, who uh, allow us opportunities to practice forgiveness. Often I feel like that's, what I get to do for Marsha, I get to allow her to continually forgive me. And it's one of the things that I, I say most often is, please forgive me, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's one of those things in a marriage and, and in any relationship with our children, uh, with our friends, with our co-workers, there's all kinds of opportunities where we're going to offend each other, we're going to hurt each other, there's going to be pain, and we get the opportunity to uh, to deal with that, that anger and that frustration in a healthy way, and that's really what, what uh, God's trying to get across to us. Uh, we want to focus, though, on some of those, those, on those, those consequences of unresolved anger. And we have a little clip that's from the movie Seabiscuit, which we showed a different clip a few weeks ago. But, but remember that Red is the jockey, and, and this, this guy, uh, he, he was kind of given away in his childhood, and he was left with this uh, horse trainer, and he kind of fought as a drifter in his life, and he's just like this angry kind of powder keg of emotions waiting to explode and he has this washed up kind of trainer named Tom and uh, Charles Howard is the owner of the horse who kind of brings a sense of wisdom to it so uh, if we can catch that clip Rick we'll do it. 
Sahib. Kind of small, isn't he? Gonna look a lot smaller in a second, Georgie. He got five bucks, says he doesn't. What are you so mad at? A picture of what we're, uh, we're dealing with. He was supposed to stay with the gray horse, I should have said that before. And uh, instead, when the other horse followed him, he, uh, his emotion of anger just took over and uh, he lost uh, the race. And so often it just affected everything he did. So Disregard the fact that he's redheaded. Yeah. Just look past that. There was a reason yeah. we chose that character. <laughs> now, now we get to see the forgiveness. His frustration kind of boiled over. And so, like, what, Pat, are you, do you see, and, and what are some of the consequences, really, that you have seen that really result from this unresolved kind of anger that we've let just uh, control us, really? Well, that's what closes out this verse here. Lest you give a foothold to the devil. If you're letting anger be the authority... If you're letting anger be the motivator of your actions, James says it's, you're going the wrong way. And the consequence of not doing this correctly and resolving this with God before you do the next thing, uh, what's going to happen is, is the devil's going to give you an idea of how to handle it. And it always involves vengeance. It always involves retaliation. It always involves your version of justice. And it's going to mess up somebody's life, not just yours. And like in this clip here, what happened is he got angry, 
and boom, you know, here's one of those sixes that jumped to a ten, and all of a sudden, he was gonna he was gonna get even. He was gonna push him into the rail. He's you know, and and his focus went totally away from the plan, totally away from the strategy, and he just blew it. And that's what's going to happen every time we let our anger become our authority, our motivator. It was never designed to be uh, an authority. It was never designed to be a truth detector. It's designed to be an alert to have you check in with God as to what's going on. Who's, is somebody at fault here or am I mistaken? Is it my deal or their deal? And then God will direct as to what to do. You know, the anger is that alert. And so, uh, but the foothold goes to the devil because he knows how to capitalize. And we're going to look at this later too. All the different biblical characters where, where anger motivated them and they made a mess, a total mess. And you can look back on your own life and look at some of the things that you did while you were outraged, while you were, while you were mad. I, I couple this verse with... Um, in Corinthians, where, where it says that, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the destruction of fortresses. Uh, we're destroying speculations and every lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's what anger, the emotion of anger, is designed to do is have you immediately say, Lord, why am I angry? What just happened? And if it's in a valid offense, if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's somebody else's sin against God that caused you pain, then we're now to be the ambassador of God's forgiveness. That's what's truth about us. You know, in the verse right preceding this, it says, Therefore, laying aside all falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, to his neighbor. Speak truth. That's different than honesty. Okay? Honesty means I'm telling you exactly what, how it is. I'm, I'm telling you this and this. Speaking truth is speaking Christ. Speaking truth is being consistent with who you are character-wise. Speaking truth is being that true ambassador of Christ in where, wherein the sin that this person committed against God but affected our life, we're now to, to discuss with God what happened. And he'll remind us, Pat, yes, you're right. Yes, what they did was wrong. And yes, your anger is valid. But what does it motivate? What did I do with it? Well, Lord, you forgave it. And he says, yes, and that's something you can't do. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I have forgiveness for that very sin. Will you be my ambassador? Will you extend my forgiveness to them. And we're going to talk in detail about that. I think that's my sermon, so I don't mind robbing part of it. But, uh, but that's, that's the valid response is, is to extend God's forgiveness to the person. 
Otherwise, we're going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. We're going to be making a mess. We're going to be uh, biting with our tongue. We're going to be uh, acting out. We're going, we're going to, we can destroy relationships. We can do, we can do all kinds of serious damage. And I think that, that really captures the, the essence of why it's so critical for us to learn to forgive and to learn to deal with that anger. Uh, we give an opportunity or a foothold. That word is really a place uh, for Satan in our life. And it was even a, it used to be uh, a picture of like uh, a holy place as they're kind of hollowed ground where they would go and worship a god. And, and it's like we give the devil an opportunity in our life, Satan an opportunity in our life. He roars around like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He's a deceiver. Uh, Jesus Christ is the lion, the tribe of Judah. Our God, our king, is the one who lives within us. He gives us the power to forgive and to overcome and to share his love. And uh, when we're uh, just controlled and motivated by the emotion of anger and it it, it hardens in us, uh, all of a sudden we lose that opportunity just to share who we really are, and the love of Christ shining through us. Um, any other wrap-up thoughts? Well, I was just going to say in that clip, you know, the, the valid question was asked at the end. Why, what do you say? Why are you so Why, mad? What are you so mad at? What are you at? so mad at? Yeah. You know, it wasn't just that move by that jockey. This was that pile. This was that that harbored ill uh, that now this latest offense got coupled with that and it all came out. I just want to encourage you. We're going to dissect this down uh, over the next couple weeks and, and talk about all kinds of different things because this is a serious issue. This is, this, is a, this is a topic that all of us deal with. But in that, in his case, he had deep Resentment. There was some wounds. There was unforgiveness that went way back. So what I would like to encourage you to do uh, sometime today, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, ask God, have I ever extended your forgiveness to the people who hurt me? And if you're willing to do so, do it. God will show you who you're angry at, who's wounded you, who you're harboring uh, unforgiveness toward. might be way back, way back, but extend it. Extend God's forgiveness. Get rid of the pile. If you're unwilling to do that, you're giving a devil a foothold, and you're going to have a really crappy week. Okay? <laughs> Uh, you, you just will. And, and so I just want to encourage you to really examine yourselves before God. Don't carry this around. The only one who gets hurt is you. You're the, forgiveness is not for the offender. It's for you. Mm-hmm. It's freedom. Mm-hmm. Total freedom. Mm-hmm. You guys rise and we'll just kind of close together in prayer. Uh, if you want someone to talk to or pray with, uh, the elder, one of the elders is up here after the service or catch uh, Mike or Pat or Bill or any, any of us around here of the elders and we would gladly uh, pray with you. And Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to come together and to study your word.
We thank you for the truth of your word. And God, I, I, I just pray for each of us in this room this morning that we would just stop and listen and that you would reveal to us those things in our lives that have made us angry, that have caused us pain, that has caused us deep hurt, and that you would make those clear to us and that you would give each person here, each one of us, the power to extend your forgiveness to those who have hurt us, that we may be free, that we may walk forward in uh, who we are in Christ, holy and righteous and pure and loving, and that people may see Christ in our lives and that we may be the ones who extend your love and forgiveness to those who uh, are surrounding us who are in so much pain. Thank you for the, the privilege to come together. I thank you for Pat and his ministry and just pray that you would bless he and Connie. In Jesus' name, amen. Next week, uh, Bill's going to look at kind of why it's so hard to forgive and, and, and why anger has such an impact on us and also some really invalid reasons that we hold on to why we won't forgive. God bless y'all. Enjoy the day.